We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's 3 o'clock here, Sports Radio WEEI. Christian Arkin, Megan Ottolini. By the way, great news. Rick just texted me. He's, you got home safe last night. Your friend Rick is my live. friend who Irish goodbye. He, he's alive. He's well, and he uh, made it home safe. I don't know how, but he I did. love the Irish goodbye. <laughs> it's <laughs> really, so easy. It's really great, isn't it? The worst though is when you get caught doing it. And that's happening. That to me. Yeah. that is also it's really bad. embarrassing. Hey, where are you going? I'm just I'm going up for a smoke. I'll, I'll be back. I pr- and then I'm just I'm get me down to the T. I'm out of here. I read once that if you're at a party that's more than like you know 30 people, like a pretty big party at least in my social life, mm-hmm. um, that it's rude to tell the host that you're leaving because it kind of bums them out. Like, hey, your party's reached a point where it's not fun anymore, so I'm leaving, oh. even if that's not the case. So, like, I tried implementing that at one of my friend's birthday parties at a bar, and I had my coat, and I was walking out the door, and she was like, are you seriously leaving without saying goodbye? That's ruder than telling them I'm leaving. <laughs> well, she's yeah. a close friend of mine. <laughs> and I was like, well, you got 55 people here. I don't want to go up to you and break up your conversation to tell you that... I'm done for the night. (laughs) It depends how good of friends you are with the host, too. We're college buds. We're good friends. You gotta gotta say goodbye. Talking to you, Audrey. (laughs) Um, We had uh, big market tease here from from the last segment. And it's about Vince Wilfork, who I (laughs) like. Sure did. I love Vince Wilfork. Um, Who who doesn't? I don't know how you couldn't like Vince Wilfork. Might be my all-time favorite Patriot. One of the great uh, all-time defensive tackles, I think. I think he should go into the Hall of Fame. Um, and just a hilarious dude. You remember when he wore the uh, overalls in Houston and when he was like spraying the barbecue sauce, listening to Pastor Troy and the <laughs> with the, oh, uh, hard with the grill, yeah, and hard knocks. Tremendous. It launched the, a the second look. career for him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think he's doing a show now, like a Tailgate Showdown. I think that's I heard why he's making. Mentioned. So yeah. he's making the rounds. He's on a little press tour right now because his barbecue show on Food Network right. is it or something? One of the Food Networks. I don't know um, if it's the Food Network. I wasn't aware of the show, but I will watch a show of Vince Wilfork cooking food. I definitely will. I don't know if he's cooking. He might be judging. I think oh. it's like a tailgate uh, competition. Okay. And yes. he just like, eats who, all the food. Quick, like... quick aside, people who watch food shows freak me out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Even like, the British Bake Off? Uh, those are more My about wife's the drama. a big fan of the British Bake Off. Uh, like... I don't know. I don't get the fascination with watching cooking shows. No, Maybe does, because I have no interest in cooking, but... That's probably it. It's does just, it like, count? weird. It's so boring. No, I, I agree with you. I, I have no interest in it. But does it count if I sit and watch compilation videos of 
John Taffer going in and yelling at people on Bar Rescue. It's a totally different kind of that, show. Yeah, it's what I think. I mean, you, you learn some stuff about bar management, but I'm just in there to go, John It's not Taff- like Pioneer Woman. What are you doing? Rolling you can kill bread someone. And seeds or something. I've managed the bar, and can I just tell you, every yes. problem ever on that show is that the people are drinking. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. the only problem ever. Is Don't the staff drink is work. drinking, the owner's drinking, the manager's drinking, the general manager's drinking, the busboy's drinking. They're all drinking. That's the problem every single time. Sometimes isn't it like a broken <laughs> it's a relationship? thing. <laughs> yeah, but they're dirty because they're all drunk. <laughs> that's, that's why. Wait, so you shouldn't have mushrooms growing out of your stand-up freezer? No. I, I that saw one. that one. Yeah, that was, yeah, the walk-in that wasn't cold, yeah. that was brutal. That was a brutal They were one. using a bedroom door to keep it closed. <laughs> that was Like, awful. this is our system. Um, Vince Wilfork. Vince Wilfork, sorry. <laughs> Vince Wilfork is uh, doing the tailgate show, and he's doing the media rounds, and he was asked on early edition if... Uh, what he thinks about this sort of line in the sand here between some of these coaches and some of these new players on the Patriots. Now, you remember Vince Wilfork was uh, not a lifelong Patriot. He played in Houston the last two years, but he played in New England, I think, like 12 seasons, 10 seasons, something like that, and uh, was a real Bill guy, definitely a Patriot way, Bill Belichick type of guy. And here's what he thinks now about these young players in the NFL. This is the type of, you know, football we're at. You know, it's, you know these guys don't respect the game and don't respect coaches the way we used to, you know. Um, I've never seen anybody talk back to Bill. Um, as a leader and as a captain, of course, we have conversation of things that we might not like, but that's behind closed doors. And it's not us challenging Bill. It's us trying to get a better understanding of what's going on. But as far as talking back to a coach, like, no, you, you don't do that, you know. But this new era of football, these kids feel entitled, you know, starting college. You know, you got all this mess going on in college, and you're you, you taking care as a college player, and then you get to the league. Now, all of a sudden, you want the same treatment, but you have to realize this shield, it ain't college. You have to prove what – you have to prove yourself at this level. A couple of things here. Um, I like Vince. Again, I want to reiterate that. Vince Wilfork, for all the talk of we never did anything like this, we never talked back to coaches. Vince, you were on a team with Randy Moss and Aaron <laughs> Hernandez. Like, oh, okay? Like, first of all, it's a holier-than-thou thing about the teams you played on. Like, there were some characters on those teams. There were some guys with egos. There were some guys who maybe told Bill, hey, shut the bleep up. I don't, you know, I don't want to listen to this right now. It's so funny, I mean, too. come on. Like, he played with Ty Law who went on the morning show and earlier this season was like, hey, why don't these cornerbacks step up and make their own decision? Right. <laughs> you know, the you coaches know? don't always know best. Yeah. And listen, <laughs> like, I know when you break out Hernandez, that's like a big thing. I didn't mean like yeah, Randy why, Moss why is you, like him or whatever. This is I'm like just the saying. Hitler conversation. There were guys on those teams that he played, that Vince Wilford played Godwin's on. Godwin's loss. Yeah. And I did. I'm sorry. I feel like those were uh, those were some guys that, you know, didn't really maybe have that much respect for coaches either. Maybe just a little bit. Uh, Albert Hainsworth was on a team with Vince Wilford. Like, <laughs> okay. you know, like, I don't think he was thinking of Albert The pinnacle Hainsworth. of effort. Albert I mean, Hainsworth. seriously. Uh, you know, and it's also, I, I'm a little disappointed, Vince, really. I mean, it's a little get off my lawn, isn't it? You know, these players want to be rappers, and these players want to have you know clothing well, lines and stuff like that. that. Part, There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Let's <laughs> All right, get to that I part, admit yeah. it. I am the Lindbergh baby. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get there yet. Vince continued uh, complaining about these things. Listen to uh, listen to this. The Patriots made a lot of on-head plays over the past two years, especially just talking about this the past year. Mistakes that they made is normally a Bill Belichick team. They don't make those mistakes. 
you know, we used to laugh at teams and we used to, um, you know, put those teams on, you know, on on a video screen and say, hey, we can't play like this and we won't play like this. But now all of a sudden they become that team. So I think that's a lack of focus, honestly. And it starts with the players. I think it's too many people that's individuals instead of being one. Um, everybody want to make a play. You know, your team you start listening to outside of the building and what you need to do and what they need to do. And individuals take it upon themselves to try to do that. And that's a no-no. It seems like to me, football now is more about what you can do outside of football than the football game now. You have so many football players want to be rappers. They want to have the clothing line. They want to have everything going on besides what really matters, what you get paid to do is play football. And that sucks as a coach. But it comes from a lot of leadership from your leaders. And when you have a team that don't have a lot of leaders, you in trouble. Couple of things here too. <laughs> you have leaders on this team. There's leaders on so this team. Many shots fired. There's a bunch of leaders on the Patriots. I'm sorry, that's a, an insult. I think to Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater and some of these other guys. And second of all, so what? Guys can't have other interests other than football now, Vince. You're doing a cooking show. Like you were, you know, like you never had any other interest in your life at all the entire time you were playing. Really, like that? That's so weird. That's so weird to hear that from him. Um, uh, by the way. There is a Patriot who has a music career. Did you guys know this? Marcus Jones. Marcus Jones. Is and a, he did pretty well this year. He had a great season. He had a great season. Deion Sanders made music. Great player. Um, Antonio music, Brown. music wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown is another one. Another, he made who, great who, music. Terrible music. Who could forget the songbird of our generation, Ray Lewis? That's why men cry for women. That's right. That's why women, uh-huh. women, can I slow down to... To honor a woman, mama, I love how he lost his train of thought in the intro. <laughs> That's my men cry for. What was I saying? What, what was I talking about? <laughs> maybe, maybe rerun that, you know, Ray, and, and write down what you want. <laughs> Needless to say, Ray Lewis had a pretty good football career. Um, yeah, he had a great football career. Uh, I don't have a problem with guys who are doing other stuff or involved in other things. Uh, as a coach, you know, if they're bad players, if they're not showing up for meetings, if they're doing these things that you're not supposed to do, then fine. When they're on their own time. Who cares? What this is? This is like a 1970s argument. I feel well, like. Well, this is so interesting to me. It's an interesting zag because we've been very focused on how bad the coaching was this year, particularly the coordination on yeah. the offensive side of the ball. Sure. All we've been talking about. Now you have Vince Wilford coming in saying, "Won't someone think of the coaches?" <laughs> yeah. Look what they have to deal with. And I thought it was really interesting. It sounded He's the like, only one to say something. Like I know. That. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because it sounds like he kind of zeroes in on three different players, one being Marcus Jones, which is bizarre because he had a great season. I don't know if this is intentional or not, but he says everybody wants to make a play. Who did you think of when you heard that? When I thought of that, I thought of Jacoby Myers. I thought of Ramondre because he, start, and, yeah, he started that he at the start end of the, the Raiders. Off, I was like, yeah. ooh. And there are there are a couple times where Ramondre tries to do maybe a little too much, but he's also the guy who's doing most of the production on offense. True. So you know, I think he should get at least some margin of error there. Now that was that was a case that was just you know inexcusable the way that that Raiders game ended. We don't need to revisit it. Sure. But there is going to be a margin of error when the ball is in your hands all the time. Just look at Jalen Brown. Uh, the <laughs> other one that I heard him pick out there was. People will start listening to outside the building about what they need to do. Yeah. What did you hear? What did you think when you heard that? Mac Jones. 
Mac Jones. And what uh, we heard yesterday. About- it was That was really interesting to yeah. me. He talked about this on, I think it was a radio show called Maggie and Perloff. I don't know if that's CBS radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just thought that that was really, he, he's a Bill guy. That was really direct to me. And it goes back to, we asked Dan Orlowski about this yesterday. Like, what is so bad about asking people outside the building for help when you're drowning in the offense that they put Not getting any answers in the building. <laughs> That's for sure. So I'm curious to the listeners, if they have any take, if they agree with this, if they feel like this particular locker room should be more at fault. Because we've talked so much about the coaching. Because Vince Wilfork makes it sound like, how are the coaches supposed to do anything with this group? Like, he sees the lack of Patriot execution, the lack of discipline, the lack of brains on the field as being a player character problem, a locker room that's lacking leadership. And I don't know if that's a shot a shot at Mac Jones either. Because, yeah, you talk about Slater and McCourty, and I'm sure if you asked Wilfork specifically about them, he'd say, oh, those are great leaders. Those are great right. leaders. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about different leadership on the field. And that would feel really direct. Yeah, that would be. Uh, that I mean, listen, I think a lot of that stuff was direct shots at Mac Jones. I mean, not saying saying that you know there are guys in that locker room that don't respect Bill Belichick. You know who I thought of? Now I let you know. It's Jack Jones. Oh, that was a direct call, which out I think was Jackson. the catalyst to that whole yeah. little tirade talking he went on. Talking back to Bill, back to Bill Belichick. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I don't think you're going to get one former Patriot that would say, "Oh, yeah, that used to happen all the time." I bet they're absolutely gobsmacked that anything like that would happen in that building. Vince Wilfork, Teddy Bruschi, Ty Law, any of them. Um, Jack Jones and Bailey Zappi, the only two people punished at all for any of these alleged <laughs> violations, right? It's not like Stevenson or Mac or anybody. What was Zappi punishment? What I said. Jogman, you said. Oh, I meant Jake Bailey, not oh, Bailey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, Jake wait, Bailey, the, uh, what, the what happened with uh, Zappi? Bailey. Yeah, he's a fried chick. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jake Bailey, the punter. He got suspended and Jack Jones got suspended and nobody else really got disciplined this year, except maybe Mac a little bit benched in the Chicago game. Do we consider that discipline no, or not? stop it. I kind of do. No. Why not? Because you're buying into that, that Florio Sims narrative, and that drives me nuts. What Florio you, Sims narrative? Because that's what they said yesterday. Oh, my God. That he got benched in that game? Did he not get benched in that game? Yeah, he did get benched for throwing in her Exceptions. Sure. He get benched because he was being taught a lesson about like how he comports himself about how the not stadium. to throw interceptions. Yeah, <laughs> I don't throwing know. interceptions. That's different. That's on field stuff. What Vince is talking about here that's is true. like the character off field, the locker room stuff. Yeah, maybe there's a little something there too. I don't know. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is your phone number. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. There's your phone number. We'll get to your phone calls here in just a moment. We'll be joined by Tommy Curran at uh, 3.30. Looking forward to talking with him. He's had a lot of uh, hot scoops lately, so we'll get into uh, some of the some of the things going on there in Foxborough here. No, no, the, no. It's me again with those weirdo pauses. Uh, hopefully we get lots of weirdo pauses today. I love those. Um, first, though, let's go to the phones. Uh, Tom is in the car. He's been waiting patiently. He thinks he agrees with Will Fork. Go ahead, Tom. Hi, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. All right. Nice show. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Vince Wilfork that the kids are coming up and they're not playing team football. Uh, there's two, two instances for the Patriots this year where two kids ran into the kicker and cost us two games. Yep. And that, what, what, yeah. And I love schooler. I think he's great. I don't know what he did on that one. And then the one in Minnesota cost us that game. And then schooler was unavailable against Buffalo, and then we gave up two touchdowns on the kickoff. So I agree with Mego. Wait, I I'm didn't. Wilfork no, agrees with Vince Wilfork. I, I agree with Wilfork. But what I wanted to say, Mego, aren't aren't you doing the same thing? You're you're trying to better your brand. Better my brand. Yeah, you, you're doing great. I love you. I'm not I'm not complaining against you. But aren't you at the same time? While you're going through your career, you're trying to get the best opportunities. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's Thanks, why. Tom. Look, I, I would what is say. That? I don't understand what he's trying know. to get I at there. I think he's maybe it's 
it, he's Will Fork's it, cooking show, or as a, <laughs> gener- a generational thing. Yeah. I'm o- I'm open to brand opportunities. Sure, I'll put that out there. I love brand opportunities. You know, a little side hustle. Nothing wrong with it as yeah. long as it's approved by the big guy in the corner office. It's and fine. by the way, we are the ones saying that there's nothing wrong with these players yeah. having other interest in doing other things. I don't think there's and anything wrong with that at all. If they can you play, know, it may be. It may be that when that Vince, I was kind of Vince Wilfork. <laughs> Vince Wilfork uh, is just watching these games the same as us. Sure. Seeing the way that a Raiders game ends with Ramondre really just trying to look like to us, like back then, that he gained some extra yardage he wasn't expecting, maybe, and then trying to make a miracle happen at the end of the game. Maybe he hears about Jack Jones talking back to Bill Belichick, and that blows his mind. Yeah. Like the rest of us. Sure. And so he's just throwing out his opinion on that. And I also think that there's a bit of this where all of us, when we get years removed from something, we look back on it and it's just human nature to look back on it and say, well, it wasn't like that when I did that. Yeah. Especially you can say that when you won across two That's different true, yeah. chapters of the dynasties. But you can look back and say, Mm-mm, that wouldn't fly when I was there. Yeah. And not think about the individual cases maybe that didn't involve you where it did happen that way. Sure. Um, I think there's absolutely something to be said for that. Uh, I think people always kind of either romanticize their time or they, it was much tougher for me than these kids have it now today. You know, like that sort of thing. That's just sort of a older person that I was just doing that this morning. You know, when <laughs> like, I was 20 years ago, I wouldn't feel like this in the morning, but like, that's true. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a real thing. If Vince Wilfork really believes that it's the players, then why are mostly these same players so much worse this year? What like if mean? it's just the players, uh, oh, you're talking disrespecting about the, the, free the coaches agents and, or the no, I'm talking about the players rookies. on the team. He's saying that the reason that, t- that everybody wants to make a play and it's not on the coaches, it's on the players. The caller just said, you know, these people running into the kickers, which he's right. I mean, those were awful penalties this year. Uh, the penalties have been a thing that's going on for a while now. But in terms of like the actual play on the field. You know, these were mostly the same guys. Right. And I'm going to take Mac Jones out of the equation because that's just such a bigger, more complicated uh, scenario there. But if you look at somebody like Ramondre Stevenson, you know how he started with his career with the Patriots in his rookie season was fumbling the ball at a critical moment. And then he got put in the doghouse for several weeks. And there was a level of discipline there. Do I think he should have been put it back in the doghouse for the way that the Raiders game ended? I don't think that was really an option if they were looking to win more games through the end of the season. And I don't know if Bill would treat a second-year player who's, again, contributed so much on that side of the ball that he would handle it that way. Yeah. I mean, listen, I wouldn't think that either, but he also had no problem benching Kendrick Bourne uh, every week, basically. I was wonder, one of their though, most productive how much receivers. more that was a more personal thing rather than just screwing up on the field. Well, that may be what Vince and, is talking about. You yeah. know, like, who got punished this year? Who really got punished this year? Kendrick Bourne, Jack Jones, not Bailey Zappi, but Jake Bailey, and uh, Mac Jones to a lesser extent, okay? we can uh, Maybe you don't think he was fully punished, fine, but I do think there was well, uh, something just, going on there. I do just really hate that. And maybe it's just my not wanting to believe that that's the way that things have turned in Foxborough, but that, that concept that Mike Florio and Chris Sims threw out there, and I can't remember which one of them specifically said it, but in the conversation they were having, and I want to ask Tom about this, about Mac Jones talking to people outside the building. This is the conversation right here. Mac Jones wasn't happy. He was telling people he wasn't happy. He was calling people about, hey, can you help us with ideas and do stuff like that? From my understanding, Belichick found out all these things. He found out that Mac was talking to people and all this. And I think that's where it did get personal. 
Uh, and, and that's where and, and Belichick made Mac Jones aware of it too, it, as you might imagine. I exactly, which is no why doubt. it stopped. Right, and then I think with the, you know the Bailey Zappy thing, I think you're right there. I Ugh, think that was a little bit of a the dig thing that I hate. Who? Which one said that? I can't tell. I think they were, that they was. They both have the shouting. Sims. Voice. I think that was Sims. I I hate that idea. If that's true, I, I understand benching in the game because. First time back out there. I guess I can understand that he just, Bill has just had it, or Patricia has just had it with the interceptions and they do not want to watch it. It was definitely the wrong decision in that game. I'm sorry. That's my feeling. I, we don't need to like retread that game. And Zappy came out and played well. It, yeah, for a little while. Yeah. For a quarter. Defense couldn't stop fields. How did that or go anyone. for the next couple games for your um, offense? For the offense, not great. That was a terrible decision. That was one of the worst games the defense had all year. Yeah, but that was a terrible coaching decision. And so if that decision was not great. To punish Mac Jones in the moment for something, they equated that back to he's talking to people outside the building, asking for advice outside of the Patriots family, and that's a big no-no. I'll embarrass him on national TV. That'll learn him. Do Do you really think that Bill Belichick would operate that way? I think that Bill Belichick does not have a very warm and cuddly relationship with Mac Jones. That's they what I believe. To. Well, I don't think that. I don't think that's the case up. right they now. They look like Robert Sala and uh, Mike McDaniel at the end of last year. <laughs> um, maybe big but old smooches. Think about all the times Bill Belichick's been given an opportunity to say something good about Mac Jones. He or was, no, that's a put very some valid sort point. Of, uh, he, you know, he belief in him. On, on and like just endlessly, glowingly about him to start the season. Right. Well, it was when things started getting rolling. And now he's uh, has the ability to play in the NFL, and we'll see if we can get a coaching staff here together that can well, uh, that can work with him. We'll says, see if he's going to be our starter. He didn't commit to that. Uh, we'll see. I don't know if he's a dirty player. You'd have to ask all these other people. Like he had a lot of opportunities here to stand up for Mac Jones, and he just doesn't do it. Well, the top. I will say, just because I'm playing a little devil's advocate here. The tough thing with Bill in those pressers is that you can't tell if he's pissed off at, about the situ- situation he's talking about and who, and the player he's talking about, or if he's just pissed off about the, question, the question being yeah. asked. Because <laughs> it's it's really like a 50-50 in a lot of cases. I would say it's probably a 75-25 more that he's pissed off about being asked and having to talk about it. True. Which sometimes goes back to the player. I'm pissed off at you. But you can ask Christian Fourier about this. Anytime that Bill has to see it in writing and ask somebody about it, it's... He's not happy. I would imagine he wouldn't be. All right, let's go uh, to the Harbor One hotline because Tommy Curran is there, and he's brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lapresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. Also, by Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight, holding you back. Starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. On the Harbor One hotline right now, Mr. Tommy Curran. Tommy, how you doing? Good. What's going on? Hi, Kristen. Hello, Mego. Hello. Um, good to talk with you, and uh, great to be getting these hot scoops from you these days, especially about this meeting between uh, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. I feel like that's something that uh, a lot of people have played up in their mind about how that would go. Wouldn't you say, Tom? Like, I feel like fans and people like me, we all sort of were wondering how this conversation would go. And I got to tell you, your report, very anticlimactic. I was hoping for fireworks. I was hoping for someone flipping a desk or something, but sounds like it was all very cordial. Yeah, uh, that really was what needed to happen because we know how Bill generally operates. He's close to the vest. He's not someone who's going to sit there and open a vein and say, yeah, I did this wrong. What a mess up. I can't believe it. I think in many ways, Bill has been given latitude by the Kraft family to make the decisions that he's made over the years, and he's earned it. And he's taken advantage of that. And even when he is making decisions as to the team, he's obviously going to include his boss as much as possible, but Bill plays things out. 
And when he says we'll see about things, he means we'll see. So when we talk about how the 2023 coaching staff is going to look, I bet we'll see is an apt description. But nothing happened in the meeting that will cause anyone's heels to be dug in and any strife to be seen going forward as to, oh, is Bill going to finish his career here or is he going to chase Shula someplace else? So I think that's good to have cleared out of the way. So just clarification, there is no sense from you, from who you've talked to, that Bill is going anywhere in the coming season? 100%. Okay. No. That's good news. That's good news. I want to go back to the sound that we were just playing there, Chris Sims and Mike Florio, talking about this idea that Mac Jones was reaching outside of the building, uh, reaching out Mm -hmm. for help, and that this pissed Bill off. Is that something that you've heard anything about? I think what, to me, the bigger issue here is, and this actually will play into a, a follow-up point, is there's some match stabbing going on. Nice. Um, Chris Sims, you know, worked. Is that trademarked or can we use that, Tommy? Yeah, go ahead. Right. Um, Chris <laughs> Sims worked in the Patriots organization. He obviously is well-connected within the league and around the league. And if you look at this situation, well, someone's telling Chris Sims that, yeah, Mac Mac acts out. Mac's driving us crazy. He might show us up when the television cameras are rolling. But you know what? He could be a real pain in the ass. And Bill's just about had it. To me, that is what part of the New England Patriots have become about lately in the last few years. They've always been that way to a degree. Very Machiavellian. Very much protecting your own territory, saving face, getting your your story, your narrative out there as quickly as possible. And I think that Mac Jones' narrative carried the day for a long, 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 long time because it was obvious it was a mistake. But it became so overt that now I think you're seeing pushback. And I'm not surprised if the pushback isn't coming from Joe Judge and or Matt Patricia because those are two individuals who got the golden tickets of being head coaches. They got the massive contracts. Neither of them did well on those occasions. They'd love to get those golden tickets again, just like Josh McDaniels and Brian Flores and you name it, got them. But the best way to do that is to succeed here. And if you're actually coming out of here with your name being mud, well, that ain't good. So this kind of crap has to stop within that organization. But Bill has traded in this his entire career. This is how Bill operates. It's intel. It's trading information it's controlling narratives it's perception is reality and that's why being cloistered as much as he is is important to him he doesn't want stuff getting out this is kind of the outgrowth to me of what that's all about i'm sorry to go on so long i vowed no, it's myself very interesting <laughs> go on they can't have it they they gotta stop it but this is what happened i really believe that this mac backlash some of which he deserved absolutely for being a dink I liked it at first, started to get ridiculous. I think that some of his teammates might have said, cut it out, and he did, which speaks well of him and the teammates. But this, what we're starting to see pushed forward by some folks in different media circles of, well, Mac was a really a big baby, and it was it, we're getting a little bit overboard. I think this, that's coming from someplace. Hmm. Interesting. Um with that in mind, uh, there was talk of reassignments in this meeting on the uh, on the coaching staff. What might that look like? 
that's really hard to pin down, Christian, and that's what's going to be interesting to see. We won't perhaps even know. <laughs> we'll probably go through the same thing we went through last June and July. So, Bill, what are they actually doing? I mean, they're all good coaches. <laughs> Great. But, I mean, you have to be versatile. Um, I don't think you can really figure out where people are going until there are new hires made. And who those new hires are and what the vision for those folks will be remains TBD. So, for instance, if Bill O'Brien, for example, were to come in and say, yeah, I like working with Matt. Why don't we leave him as the OL coach? Bill, I'd be cool with that. Boy, I don't know if Nick Cayley shouldn't be a quarterback's coach. So all of those things could happen. Um, Somebody might need a passing game coordinator and bring that in. I just don't think there's going to be firings. Uh, reassignments, perhaps. I don't know if Cam. A- I mean, I'm talking on offense. I mean, Cam Acord has not had a couple of good years here. That's a different story. <laughs> but I'm not making a prediction there either. Tom, all the speculation right now is around who from the outside could be brought in to be offensive coordinator, or perhaps someone like Nick Kelly. Is that a job that's highly desired right now? Great question. Thank you. And you. I <laughs> but do you think? See, Mego. If you look at this team and you do look at it from afar, yeah, you're going to make a lot of money. And yes, relative to where you are and what you're doing, perhaps. And yes, you're working alongside an incarnation of Lombardi and Bill Walsh and George Hallis and everything else. And that's a privilege and something you'll always be able to tell your grandkids you did. But you're also looking at it from afar and saying that team doesn't have tackles on either side of its offensive line. That team has a weird setup at wide receiver. That team has a $19 million dead hit if they get rid of their $17 million tight end that they still haven't figured out how to use. And, boy, Max seemed like a baby sometimes last year. I keep hearing all these stories about what a dinky was. (laughs) So do you want to get into that? Meanwhile, you're looking at it and going – well, what's going to happen with Patricia and Joe Judge? Are they going to be right there over my shoulder or maybe whispering behind my back about what kind of job I'm doing? The the power struggle in New England has been real for a long time, and there's a lot of folks who've left over the last five years who were happy to be out from under it. But, again, there's guys like Jack Easterby who were hired here by Bill to be the character coach of all things, <laughs> and he contributed to it this kind of Machiavellian crap and they need to clean it up. So for somebody like Cliff Kingsbury, is this a situation where he looks at it and he goes, I've, I've handled worse. (laughs) Or is it something where somebody like him is saying, you know what? I really can't dive into that kind of thing again. I think it will probably be the latter. You guys, he's, he's about your age. I bet he's looks at it and goes, you know what? You people are smart. You kids about managing your mental health. And I don't think the Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals situation did a hell of a lot to help his mental health. So nobody's going to get any more relaxed coming to New England. So for Cliff Kingsbury making $30 million between now and 2027, or whatever is left on his contract, rather than coming out here, that might make sense. However, Kay Adams, your successor, uh, Meg. And predecessor. And predecessor. (laughs) Um, Great. She said the other day on Quick Slants that knowing Cliff Kingsbury as she has come to know him, he's not one who's going to want to sit around that nice condo in Arizona or house, whatever it is, and wonder what my next step is or contemplate his navel. He wants to work. So he'll work. Um, Before we let you go, Tommy, Gerard Mayo, 
uh, requested from Carolina to, to speak with him. How do you envision that uh, situation being resolved? Will he leave, or do you think he'll get defensive coordinator uh, here in New England? I don't think the Patriots want him to leave at all. Whether or not he's given that title a defensive coordinator, which a, in the past the notion of making him a co-defensive coordinator has been broached. He didn't find that attractive because he didn't think that that was reflective of what was actually going on. So that's why he stayed as linebackers coach as opposed to any other title. Is just a defensive coordinator okay, or can you slap an associate head coach on there so he can stop going into meetings or interviews and trying to explain just what level of expertise he has? I don't think the Patriots want him to leave. I don't think that ownership, based on my conversations over the past few years, would want him to leave. Um, I think there will be a great effort made to keep him here. All right, then we'll leave it right there. Tommy Curran, thanks so much for the time. Uh, always great to talk with you. All right, see you, Christian. Bye, Mago. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Tommy Curran, uh, brought to you by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. All right, quick break. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's some max stabbing going on. Chris Sims <laughs> worked in the Patriots organization, obviously is well-connected within the league and around the league. And if you look at this situation, well, someone's telling Chris Sims that, yeah, Mac, Mac acts out. Mac's driving us crazy. He might show us up when the television cameras are rolling, but you know what? He could be a real pain in the ass, and Bill's just about had it. To me, that is what part of the New England Patriots have become about lately. They've always been that way to a degree. Very Machiavellian, very much protecting your own territory, saving face, getting your, your story, your narrative out there as quickly as possible. And I think that Mac Jones' narrative carried the day for a long, 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 long time because it was obvious it was a mistake. But it became so overt that now I think you're seeing pushback. And I'm not surprised if the pushback isn't coming from Joe Judge and or Matt Patricia. Drop it, Buster. Okay, a little bit of a bombshell there from uh, Tommy Kern. It's Christian Arkin, Megan Ottolini. Pushback coming from... Possibly. Judge and Patricia, possibly? That elicited a gasp from, uh, from Mego. It just sounds like, not saying this is anything new, but maybe a new level of it where it's becoming a distraction. Uh, daggers out everywhere there. Seems like it. That is freaking wild. This is part of the reason why I, I'm having misgivings about just keeping Bill around and just keep on trucking the same old way with the same old people. No one's actually leaving. Patricia and Judge aren't leaving. They're getting reassigned. Right? Like, if there's still a problem there with those guys and Mac Jones and they're still in the building and they still have, like, a say in the offense, I don't know what it'll be. But, like, isn't that still, like, the problem? It shouldn't shouldn't a performance like this be enough to move on from somebody like that, especially if they're putting crap out there in the media to attack the quarterback? Well, before we even go there, you know, it's perspectives like this that make me double-check myself because I think... We're thinking about Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as two guys who have been eating crow for a couple years mm. or for a year or so and were humbled to come back here and now elevated to these very public positions and then very publicly criticized. 
And it sounds like the ego, they've had enough. Like they on their side have had enough. Because they, like I've said before, those guys are burning the midnight oil. Sure. Maybe they were miscast in these parts. I'd say they were miscast in these parts, but they're working their butts off trying to make it work. So from their perspective, it's like, you know, I'm sick and tired of hearing how bad I am at this and hearing hearing that Mac Jones is going outside the building telling everybody how bad it is here and asking them for help. Yeah. I understand them. I understand them being frustrated. That doesn't mean that they should be going after him, though. No, no, no. It brings me to the point that it's such a level of dysfunction that... I'm not surprised that all these, that the team's not on their P's and Q's. Yeah. If they're both concerned, both sides are concerned about how this is playing out in the public forum, you know, in the public square that is Twitter, that is us on the radio, that's TV, both local and national. And they're both, they're all hell bent on, well, it's actually like this. And this is who's actually at fault. And this is actually who's in power. And, you know, it's just wild. That it's this big of a deal between them. That it's this big of a... It seems like a distraction. Like, the dramatics are a distraction. Yeah. And the last time it was really bad like this was probably, I don't know, 09. The I can't get them to play the way I want to year. Um, That we know about, anyway. There may have been years since then that were similar. There was the angry Tom Brady years in the late uh, 2010s there. So, maybe some of those were a little dysfunctional. But this, you don't have that cachet anymore. You don't have the ability to say, well, things may not be going perfectly right now, but, hey, we were in the AFC Championship game last year, so how bad could it really be? It's not them either. It's totally us. Just totally us. We have to find a way here to be a tougher team when we get on the road. I just can't get this team to play the way we need to play. You can't get the team to play the way you want them to play. You can't get the coaches to coach the way you want. And now everybody's sniping at each other. And we think Bill O'Brien's going to come in and fix all this? Like, I don't know. I just think that this is a a deep-seated problem. I think there's roots here. Well, is it more surprising to you that your second-year quarterback may be going out and going over Bill's head or that his two guys, Bill's guys, may be going over Bill's head and and, uh, sending stuff to the media in theory? That, I think it's so much worse if it's his coaches who yes. know better. Joe Judge, make the coach happy. That's our job. And they're, in theory, the ones that are going over Bill's head and saying, listen, this is what's really going on with Mac Jones. That's insane. This is a different level of Patriots that in my lifetime I can't even remember happening. Who do you suppose was talking to Vince Wilfork, by the way? Vince Wilfork well, comes out, defends the coaches, rips all the players. Who do you think he was talking to? I don't know. That's where I wonder. Did he, the way that he Matt talked Patricia about coached it, him. He did. Yeah. but yeah. I, And I don't know. I also I don't know if he has a source on that or if it's just him casting his opinions from afar like the rest of us. Patricia you was know? like, "Hey, I know you're about to go on this awesome tailgate food show <laughs> thing, so can you maybe say some nice things about me?" <laughs> and I don't know, maybe a couple jars it's of barbecue not my sauce. Fault, I swear. Oh <laughs> hey, man! Hey, if you don't mind. <laughs> I mean, I really, I'm I'm kind of gobsmacked right now. Just the level, I, and so Tom and that longer, I encourage you to listen to the entire interview we just had with Tommy Curran on the Odyssey app. You can find it there. Yes. A uh, lot of other good nuggets that we'll get to about the coaches and the coaching situation and the search for, you know, possibly departing coaches or bringing somebody in here, all of that good stuff. It's all in there. But to your point, it's really different if a 24-year-old football player in his second season is going out and maybe, you know, massaging a narrative in the public versus full-grown coaches, former head coaches. And that's where I feel I'm coming back to, I think I underestimated the ego here because part of that is, you know, when, uh, when uh, Matt Patricia 
was asked in an availability how he felt about Mac Jones MFing him on the on the sideline, him and Joe Judge. He said he loved it. Yeah. You remember? That was great. <laughs> he said he loved the passion. He loved that. Sounds like he didn't. Probably didn't love it that much. The other thing Tommy said there that uh, that I agree with a lot, he goes, well, the Mac Jones narrative was the dominant narrative for all this time. That was it. You know, these coaches are bad, and I should be, uh, I should have better coaches. I should be playing better because well, the coaches are Well, there was a brief good. distraction there when you were all flirting with Bailey Zappi. Well, that too, but yes. But the, the fact that that was the dominant narrative, I don't think was the result of some big media blitz by Mac Jones. That was just everybody watching the games and observing the same thing and all coming to the same conclusion. Like, Patriots fans, as dumb as they can be sometimes, aren't total morons. Like, they can see when a player who was good last year isn't good this year and he's got these two bozo coaches who don't know what they're doing, maybe it has something to do with that. Like, that narrative didn't just come up out of, you know, Mac Jones feeding a bunch of secrets to people. That came out from people just watching the games and saying, Mac's better than this. We know he's better than this. What the bleep? Like, what's going on? You know, so that's sort of what I think about that. But for them to push back against that narrative is basically them just pushing back against reality. You know, like sometimes those narratives are just true. It's real. This is what we all saw and this is what we all think. You can push back against it if you want, but, you know, it's not going to change that that's well, true. You know, when you push a dog into the corner, he's going to lash out at you. It's true. He's going to snap at you. Um, and it seems like this is where it is. And I don't, it, it is a good point by you that these are friends of Bill's. Yep. These are in the inner. These are coaches in the inner circle, and I don't think that they're going to be moving to a different zip code. Like they're still going to be there. We we we'll get to a report from Tommy Curran uh, that he had on early edition last night on NBC Sports Boston. There's not going to be heads rolling in Foxborough, and if there were, you wouldn't know about it because that's just not how Bill operates. It's true. Machiavellian, 617. I mean, this is a super passionate game, right? We love this game. We put a lot into it. We work really hard. We care. We're trying to win. Um, so I love all that. Yeah, I love it when a guy screams in my face and calls me a loser. Uh, 617-779-7937. Let's I think try, you just uh, said shut up. Bob in Connecticut, uh, real quick here before we go to break. Bob, hello. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Bob. Uh, I'm going to ask this question. Long-time uh, suffering Dolphin fan, and a lot of this is reminding me of the year before Jimmy Johnson took over the Dolphins for for Shula. Okay. Shula went Shula went 500 the year before, and then had this like second or third career losing season mm-hmm. the season of Jimmy, and then everybody was like, the game has passed them by. You have Dan Marino, and there was Jimmy out in the wings. I think the question that you have to ask yourselves now is. What awaits you next year? Because you already know what the schedule is. What happens are the Patriots are even worse or about the same? And- uh, yeah, Bob, thanks for the call. We're up against the break. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a terrible analogy. Shula to Jimmy Johnson, I mean, that's not a it's, – it's similar. I mean, listen, Bill's chasing Shula right now, so that analogy, I think, does hold some water here. We just don't have anything in terms of a succession plan from Bill Belichick right now. There is nothing – no drips, Strad Tommy doesn't have any. Nobody's got anything about and that. And Tommy says 100% back next he's year. He's back next year. He's probably yeah, back the right. year, year after that, too. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. Quick break. When we come back, uh, a lot of smoke around DeAndre Hopkins and uh, the desire that Arizona has to move on from him. A lot of people think he'd be a great fit here in New England. We'll get to that next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.